When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Winnipeg has become the flagship franchise of the CFL. Oh, yeah, who said that months ago? Oh, wait a minute, me. Oh, good one. What, what I respect about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is that they don't care. They're not running around looking for credit. They don't care. They've got the great cups. They've got the records. They've got, they don't care. Proof's in the pudding, man. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is, whatever that means. The proof is always in the pudding. Welcome to a brand new week, everybody. You can tell it's on Monday because my headphones are blaring in here. Uh, Bear with me. Hope you're ready for a brand new week of talking sports. There will be far less coughing. Trust me, from what you heard in the intro there from Friday's program. And uh, yeah, it is episode number 670 of your favorite. Or, yeah, something like that. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. How you doing, Moose? How do you like me so far? I think I lost track of, <laughs> of what episode number it is. Ah, we got to get, yeah, it's episode 670. Somehow or another, I lopped 200 shows off there. Can't have that. That's not an after effect of COVID, is it? Well, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had the Rona. I'm proud to say that I've been removed from COVID protocol. But I'll tell you what, man, this isn't anything to fool around with when they say that your brain gets a little foggy. That's my excuse that I'm going to be riding for at least a couple of weeks, okay, if I'm a little foggy on things. Ah, oh, I'm recovering from COVID. Uh, so, yes, but because of the COVID protocol thing, we're supposed to be in Calgary today, both you and me, for the opening episode of the RP Show Live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. But hey, it's been moved back a week. It is what it is. Bob's your uncle, and uh, we'll talk sports for this week. Did, I guess we will be opening up in moments with the photo album, but let me just ask you this. How was your weekend? Did you have a good one? Had a great weekend, actually. Still cold. Spent a lot of it inside, which was which was Okay. Didn't, it didn't help that, you know, games are being postponed around here, too. So there's not a lot to do. But it was, no, it was, it was a really nice weekend. Good chance to recharge and watched a lot of sports, too. So it was good. Well, there was a lot of that, and that's what we're here to talk about today. But I want to just mention, uh, we do it every Monday, the uh, RP Show photo album presented by our friends at Great Western Brewing Company. Because I was in protocol, I wasn't out and about a lot, hardly at all. So I don't have a lot of photos, but I do have a few one is an old-school photo. If you want to roll it, Clark, this is myself and Braden Lenius, who was released on Friday by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in order to pursue an NFL opportunity. This is from a couple of years ago. I think we gathered to watch Addy or something. I can't remember. It was at our friend's home, and uh, so I dug that thing out and put it on Instagram. Congratulations, Braden, who's headed to the National Football League. And if I find out by the end of today's show where he's signing in the NFL, I will certainly pass it along. We were at the Belix that night watching football that's what i know 
That kid has got NFL written all over him, so it's not a shock to me at all that he's signing in the league. Okay, moving on. This is actually from this morning. I was at the grocery store. So I hopped out of my car, my Jeep, and took that photo because it's always Jeep season. And uh, that's, the, that's the setting down here in beautiful South Florida. Not real interested in leaving it. Anybody who wonders why I'm here has never been here. That's a 2004 Jeep Wrangler, Darren. How beautiful is that? Unbelievable. <laughs> One of the coolest Jeeps in South Florida. I'm telling you that right now. Anyways, those are mine. What are yours? Who's this? Okay, so this is this was a Christmas present that I got. A little curling board from Curling Canada, just to play around oh, nice. with. It's fun at all. It's like a mini shuffleboard table. And so you know we're curling fans over here. So we were watching some of the different provincial playdowns on the women's side over the weekend, and um, that was a lot of fun. So while we were watching the curling, we were playing curling. We were following Amber Holland a little bit at the Saskatchewan. She didn't win. Penny Barker won. Um, but we know uh, all the provincial championships on the women's side were happening to determine who's going to the uh, National Scotty. So we were playing curling uh, when I wasn't watching football this weekend. Okay, cool. And what else do we have? Let's speed it up here, boys. This is producer Clark's new dog, Freddie, uh, newest member of the Monroe family. Way to go, Clark. That is Freddie, named after the inventor of insulin, Clark tells us. His diabetes has uh, affected his family. So there you go. That's our weekend photo album brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company. Brewed in Saskatchewan, made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients. Original 16's unfiltered for peak flavor. Purchase at a store near you today. Hey guys, Moose here. When you're done listening to this podcast, you should check out Blindsided. The Players' Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. It's hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The show shares moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It's called Blindsided from the Players' Tribune. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. And they've already had guests that include Kevin Lowe of the Oilers, Paul Bissonnette, and Kurt Warner. It's available now. The Players' Tribune launching its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided with Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. You can check it out now when you're done listening to this wherever you get your podcasts. I'm glad that you brought up curling because we're going to get to curling in the quick uh, show topics here. We have on the docket today Jeff Reinbold, our NFL insider, and he's also been in the news as he joined the Montreal Alouettes late last week as their special teams coordinator. So we'll talk to Coach Reinbold about that decision. And also Kim Coates, movie star Kim Coates, star of film, stage, and screen. Kim Coates will be with us in hour two. Sons of Anarchy, Bad Boys, Bad Blood. Kim Coates in hour two as we sashay into uh, a little entertainment on the program today. Okay, quick six, Joe Horn, please direct me. You just knew that it was because it was Black Monday in the NFL there were going to be firings. When we went to bed last night, there were three op openings only in the National Football League. Vic Fangio, who had been let go by the Detroit, uh, by the Denver Broncos, they have not made the playoffs since 2015. They tie a can to Vic in Denver. They did that on Sunday. Las Vegas, they have uh, made the playoffs. But they're still calling it an opening because Rich Basasia is their interim coach. And he's the only coach in NFL history to actually guide a team to the playoffs under the interim. Look it up, if you can believe. And Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. But we knew because it's Monday there was going to be teams firing their coaches. And that happened today. 
Fast and Furious, Minnesota firing Mike Zimmer, another year out of the playoffs. Like Chicago firing Matt Nagy, which they probably could have done in week three, but they waited until the end of the regular season because the Bears owners are cheap and they don't like paying people for not working for them. And in Miami, this was the stunner. This is the stunner. Brian Flores. Listen, I've been down here long enough. I got football friends. And here's another funny little story. Just over the other side of that fence is a shipping company. So when you hear those horns and the trucks and everything going off all the time, that's what's going on back there, Darren. And I hear the drivers talking all the time. So I've been sitting here this morning, eavesdropping on the drivers of the shipping company, the, the trucks that go in and out. They are pissed yeah. that Brian Flores got fired. We're stunned. It's in my Monday morning goalie column. Second consecutive season of a winning record with the Miami Dolphins. Granted, they didn't make the playoffs again. Flores has been here for three seasons and hasn't made the playoffs yet. But we all expected that Flores, the team is on moving. It's on the way up. And yes, they won seven in a row this year. They lost seven in a row. But that seven-game losing streak coincided with Tua's injury in week two, which I was there and saw when he cracked his ribs. What are you supposed to do without your quarterback? Saw RG3 on ESPN this morning saying, it's appalling that Brian Flores was fired. And, and I put this on Twitter. There's outrage in South Florida that Brian Flores has been fired. And people are saying, well, Rod, he doesn't treat his players really well. Mm, I don't know. I got a good friend on the Dolphins in Sam McGuavin. He loves Brian Flores. He would lay down in traffic for Brian Flores. He would walk through fire for Brian Flores. Sam is a Flores guy. So now there's a lot of nervous people in that locker room with Dolphins firing their head coach today. And I, I don't know if we're done yet or not. But those are there's now six openings in the National Football League as we sit here right now. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, they really cleaned house in Minnesota. The GM's gone, the coach is gone. It's going to be a yeah. complete restructure. But there's some real optimism in Minnesota because you have some of the great weapons. Jefferson, um, you look at, at Diggs in the backfield. They have some really good weapons. It's a very strong, exciting young football team in Minnesota and Kirk Cousins has shown that he can you know put points on the board and play well don't know if he's going to be the future or not but that's exciting for Minnesota the Florida one is interesting really interesting in Miami with the Dolphins and Flores because in the last nine games for the Miami Dolphins the only loss that they have is to the number one team in the AFC that's Thanks. it they spanked I mean if you go in Nine games, and the only loss is to the number one team in the conference. That's pretty good. I mean, but it wasn't enough to save his job. And we're hearing this morning, you know, about the, core, the, uh, the GM, Greer, and the head coach, Flores. And if they're on the same page, which we're here, they're not. If they're not on the same page, then it's tough to move forward. Mm -hmm. And now the Deshaun Watson situation resets completely. You know, we've heard that Watson, part of the reason he was willing to move his no-trade clause was because of that tandem, the GM and the coach in, in Miami with the Dolphins. So now that whole situation resets. That was the big shocker of the morning, for sure. This is the quick six show topic. This is the warm-up of the RP show. We're going to get to a lot of other sports as well. But listen, the NFL's king. It's what I thought of the first thing when my feet hit the floor this morning. It's king. It's what everybody's talking about. And when... The local team fires their coach. <laughs> We're going to talk about it here. Uh, but point two, the Sunday night game. It was an astounding final Sunday of the regular season in the National Football League. Now, full disclosure, 8.20 p.m. kickoff. I was asleep by halftime. 
So I missed all the drama. But I know, I knew going into the Chargers Raiders Sunday night game that each team only needed a tie at the least, and they would both make the playoffs. And the first thing I thought, because people were tweeting at us, both you and me, saying, What do you think is going to happen? Are they going to have a mutual agreement here to tie? No. Not for one second did I think that they would. The Raiders don't owe it to the Chargers to make the playoffs and vice versa. So Daniel Carlson kicked a 47-yard field goal in overtime as time expired, and the Vegas Raiders defeated the L.A. Chargers 35-32. Raiders in, Chargers out. Raiders advance to play Cincinnati on the road next weekend. It's the first game on Wild Card Weekend Saturday afternoon, and uh, that eliminated the Chargers. Steelers got in, and I've got written in here in all caps, integrity of the game. Is integrity of the game still a thing anymore, given some of the teams that are being iced and fielded because of COVID protocol? Is integrity still a thing? I, I, I don't know. But there was never going to be a gentleman's agreement, whether they would both tie. Unless I'm so bloody old school and out of touch that maybe they might do that. Days. I don't know. Yeah, you know, they're never going to do it. And that's the integrity of the game. Imagine the backlash in the media and on social media. I mean, from a fan perspective, we've never seen an agreed tie. Or you get there and for 60 minutes, you just take knees. Literally for 60 minutes. We'll kneel down, punt it. You'll kneel down, punt it. You know, could you imagine? They could have done that and both punched their tickets to the playoffs. And... I would understand that because as a coach and a general manager and a player, your job is to get your team in the playoffs. Doesn't matter. You get paid bonuses. It looks good on your, on your resume. Get your team to the playoff by any means necessary, even if it's to just kneel out a game and tie. But if that's the way that Big Ben's career ended, you know, everything worked out. The Jags beat the Colts. They beat the Baltimore Ravens in overtime. You know, they're riding high, one final dance for Ben Roethlisberger. And then these guys are going to say, no, we're going to end this right now, end your career. Wild. But you know what? I, I think it ended the way it should have. You know, this is a division rivalry, right? They're in the same division. So if you get a chance to punch your own ticket to the playoffs and eliminate a division rival who you're going to have to get through at some point eventually, why not take care of business when you can? And that's what the Raiders did. Yeah, we have all week to tee up the matchups coming up this weekend. And it is daytime sports talk, but this is part of the reason why I came to Florida was to be in an NFL market and an NHL market, talk about these things that pertain to the place that we are locally. And I'm loving it. It's a lot of fun. But anyways, moving on to point three, NHL Sunday is what I have written down. There were only two games. Jordan Cairo and Ryan O'Reilly scored power play goals in the final minute, rallying the St. Louis Blues over the Dallas Stars 2-1 Sunday. If I read it correctly, it's the first, just, I'm not sure it's right. I got to go back and look at it. From NHL.com, the PR section there, game note section, it said it's the first time in NHL history that a team has trailed by two goals in less than a minute and come back one. That's what it said. I got to go back and see if that's true. But whatever, the Blues are happy. Uh, Kairou won it with 29 seconds left. O'Reilly tied at 1-1 with 47 seconds to go. Here it is. The first time in franchise history, the Blues scored twice in the last minute to win. That I could get down with. It. The Blues have never done it before, but I have a tough time believing that no team's ever done it. Yeah. But anyways, that's what it said. Uh, and in Anaheim, rookie Trevor Zegers had a goal and an assist before scoring again in the shootout, leading the Ducks to a 4-3 victory over the Detroit Red Wings on Sunday. And again, that was rescheduled due to Anaheim's COVID problems. 
I just want to say, yeah, I'll pat myself on the back and probably dislocate my shoulder by saying that Anaheim was going to be this good. But I did have the Blues missing the playoff. So I'm batting 500 on that one so far. And in Edmonton, uh, the NHL has postponed two games due to COVID-related issues affecting the Orders and the Devils. Edmonton's home game tonight to Ottawa is now going to be played Saturday at Rogers Place. The league said in a statement and a new date for tonight's game between the Devils and Tampa Bay Lightning has yet to be determined. And the order has placed uh, forwards Warren Fogle and Potter Benson in the NHL's COVID-19 protocol Sunday, a day after adding five teammates and six members of the team's support staff to the list. By the way, this is the warm-up, and uh, we're getting tight for time. Coming back next segment, we're going to talk hurling, some COVID cancellations. Bob Saget passed away over the week. How about that? Are you old enough to remember Family Matters? Is that in your wheelhouse? I can't remember you being born in 1987 if you were part of the Mary-Kate Nashley furor. Is that an 80s or 90s? Full house, man. Yeah, that was on when I was growing up, for sure. And, Uncle Blackie. Uh, he, he played a big role in that. Uncle Blackie did? Yeah, oh, Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bob, Bob Saget. Saget. Well, no. Now's, now's not the time. We'll talk about Bob Saget another time. <clears throat> A, a regular and recurring guest on the, the Howard Stern show. He's a different kind of guy than I thought. Let's put it that way. Another thing that I have written down is NLL weekend wrap. And I wrote the scores here. I, it, it's COVID, man. Not, you can blame the brain fog on COVID. or like We have no idea what's going on on any given moment. So Friday night, the Colorado Mammoth beat the Vancouver Warriors 18-15, and they played that in Vancouver. In other games, Philadelphia beat Georgia 12-11 on Saturday. The Albany Firewolves beat the Saskatchewan Rush 10-5. Your Rush, they're 1-3, right, Moose? Not their record? Yeah. yeah, not a good start. Okay. Uh, the Buffalo Bandit beat the Toronto Rock 12-6. And San Diego beat Panther City 15-12. I have a problem with Panther City, the expansion team, naming themselves Panther City. You know why? Because you have no idea where the hell that is. I know. Why wouldn't they just call themselves the Fort Worth Panther? Boom. But no, it's Panther City. Like, Anyways, they lost because they're an expansion team, so they're just automatically supposed to suck. To the San Diego Seals 15-12. And uh, this Friday, the Rush are home to San Diego. You're going to be broadcasting the game. It's still a go as we sit here today? As we sit here today, I've got a production meeting tomorrow on the game. So, yeah, she's uh, full systems go as we sit here today. Okay, so a lot of time on NFL and NHL in the opening segment. When we come back, I, I promise that we get to them curling because there's, hey, it's eating up there. Um, provincial winter games being called. We need to talk about that. And uh, more NFL. We'll see if somebody uh, gets fired in the NFL in this commercial break. Okay, we'll be right back. It's the RP Show. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio with Rod Peterson. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. 
Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Giving us a show, Moose. Welcome back uh, to the program, everybody. (laughs) It's still the warm-up. Reminds me of my dad. If I ever walked around with my fly down accidentally, my dad would say, the advertising? (laughs) Anyways, uh, on Game Plus, Deb is watching in Tirana. Regular viewer there, Deb B. And she writes in, she says, hi, guys. For years, I tried to understand football and always thought it was, I was missing something. Just last year, something clicked. Man, after last night's game, I'm so glad it did. Where have I been? Yeah, I don't know what to say about that, but football's glad to have you, Deb. And that's part of what I was thinking this morning about the NFL never missing a game. Just that, that engine that just keeps plugging away Moose and why it was so important for the leagues to play because of the out of sight, out of mind thing. But I think we all get upset at corporate greed and I get particularly upset at greed just in general in life, but just with sports leagues and the gouging and the tickets and the merchandise and what we pay for parking. But it's all because of this, I guess, you know, socking money away in the case of a rainy day where the NFL is just so greedy, but it served them in the end. They're king. It served them. Yeah, really. I mean, the more you can make, the more you can do, right? That's kind of the end of the day. And it's something that plagues the nonprofit world. You know, when you're in a nonprofit situation, you think you can't make any money. You're not allowed to make money. No, you're just not allowed to profit. You can make money. The more money you make means the more things you can do. Same with football, right? The more the NFL makes, the more advertising they can do, the more fans they can go after, the more merchandise they can create and sell. And when times are tough, they can trudge on when others can't. Yes, and the only if anybody has a problem with that greed, it's like, don't pay it. Yet we keep paying it. And they keep That's trucking right. along. And, and what I think some of the leagues don't understand is they are in a fight for that dollar amongst the f- sports fan, and the NFL is just running away with it. Anyways, I'm going to come back to the viewer questions because they all pertain to the National Football League. How about that? How about that? But this is a a Canadian-held sports program, despite the fact that I'm in South Florida for now. So I do want to do some Canadian sports talk. Laurel Walker made a game-winning draw Sunday afternoon to win the Alberta women's curling playdowns and secure a berth in the upcoming National Championship, the Scotty. She drew her final stone to the four-foot ring for a 6-5 win over Casey Scheidegger at the Bonnets Energy Center. Walker finished third at the Scotties last year in the Calgary bubble. This year's event will be in Thunder Bay, Ontario, January 28th to February 6th. Marianne Arsenault beat Kayla McMillan 8-6 on Sunday to win the BC title. You mentioned earlier Penny Barker earned the Saskatchewan crown with a 7-5 win over Chelsea Carey. Two-time defending champion Kerry Anerson and her Manitoba-based team will play as Team Canada at the Scotties. Other confirmed entries include Manitoba's Mackenzie Zacharias, New Brunswick's Andrea Crawford, Sarah Hill of Newfoundland, Northern Ontario's Krista McCarville, Harry Galusha of the Territories, Nova Scotia's Christina Black, none of its Bridget McPhail, Suzanne Burt of PEI, Quebec's Laurie Saint-Georges, and Yukon's Haley Burney. Meanwhile, Kevin Cooey will play in a 10th career Tim Hortons Briar after his rink from the Glencoe Curling Club in Calgary, defeated Ted Appleman in the Alberta Men's Provincial Final 
Huey and his team of third, B.J. Newfeld, second, John Morris, and lead, Ben Hebert, put up deuces every time they had hammer on their way to an 8-4 victory in eight ends over Team Appleman. Did they call it a tankard in other provinces for the men's championship, or is that just a Saskatchewan thing? Do we know the answer to that's that a, question? Because I do not. I don't, and that's a great question. I think it's a curling thing, but it might just be a Saskatchewan thing. Can somebody I would please think they call let us know? You don't. You do or you don't. No, I just. I'm just guessing. I think that they would call it a tankard, but maybe it is just our thing. Can somebody please let us know? Okay. Now to this. Let's get real about it. I. It, we we talk about what people want to talk about, and by the way, it's a brand new week, so it's a brand new contest for the Taco Time comment of the week. gift card up for grabs from our friends at Taco Time. I can literally smell the Taco Time. It'll be next Sunday that I hit that one on 17th Avenue with you. Or 11th. We'll see how we feel. Anyways, Ray in Scarborough. Ray in the 6 writes in and he says, Hey, Rod, you're sounding better. Thank you. I appreciate that. Probably shouldn't have been on the air last week, but it is what it is. He says, what an unbelievable football game last night. How do you explain the decision by Staley for the timeout? Am I missing something? Looking forward to the national championship tonight. So Ray in the six has given us a couple things to gnaw on here. And one U.S. college coach DM'd me this morning and he goes, you guys better be talking about the timeout. And I'm like, well, if it comes up, we will. And Ray in the, the six has brought that up. Brandon Staley, the coach of the Chargers, calling a timeout in the final minute. Now, save me some time to talk about the natty as well, okay? Alabama, Georgia tonight, we have to talk about that. But I'll be honest, I'd gone to bed. It was near midnight. What were you doing up, Ray? Don't you got to work? But watching the analysis this morning, I didn't see it. And it's hard when you weren't watching the game to relive the moment and the emotions. I've been watching all morning. The ESPN shows, and they say that Brandon Staley, the coach of the Chargers, cost them a playoff berth by this timeout call. What's your read on the situation? I, the Raiders were surprised that the Chargers called a timeout, correct? Because they're like, we were running the ball. We were trying to keep the clock yes. going. What, what, what's your read on it? My read is, let's just calm down. This timeout didn't affect the football game at all. In my mind. Now, here's what mm. you're right. You know, the, the, the Raiders were running the football. And part of it was we're not going to give the Chargers another possession, okay? We're not going to give them a chance to end our season. We're going to control it. If we tie it and bring them to the playoffs with us, great. If we get into field goal range and win it, even better, okay? So they're running the football, and they're not in field goal range. And Staley takes the timeout call. But I was watching, and, and so Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth on the call on NBC were, were like, he's take the time. he took a timeout. We're shocked. You know, we thought this was just going to go into a tie. There was four seconds left in the play clock. Four seconds. That's it. So you didn't save any time on the clock. They were going to run the ball anyways. Your timeout gave you a chance to just reset for a second. They still ran the ball and actually ran it into field goal range, which ended up getting to the uh, the game winner but 
No, the timeout didn't affect anything. Maybe if you saved it, you could have used it at the end to give yourself one possession or like one play to win the game, maybe. But in terms of time, four seconds was on the clock. That was it. So to me, not a big deal. Okay. Shout out Michael watching in Winnipeg. Michael Wynn. He's written us on Twitter. He's watching on Game Plus in his uh, store. And he says, back in the day in Manitoba, they called it the Manitoba Labatt Tankard. So it's not just a Saskatchewan thing. I, I just know that I get these emails from Curl Sask, and they still call it the Tankard, but the beer company doesn't sponsor it anymore. And I'm going to tell you something, right. Sonny. You should have seen when a beer company sponsored the Tankard. We didn't even make it out for the ice as media. And uh, to our Saskatchewan viewers watching right now, that, that media, well, it doesn't have to be Saskatchewan. Roger Millions, Warren Woods, Marie McCormick, Greg Adam, Teresa Kirkpatrick. It was a beer fridge full of beer in the media room. We never left the room. We, we just sat and watched it on closed circuit television and then stumbled our way out to the arena when the <laughs> game was over to do our interviews. But for a lot of years, I'm sure there was a beer fridge that size in the players' room too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, added years to my career when they no longer sponsored the tank. Um. Jamie is watching in Nova Scotia on Game Plus Television, where it's carried on East Link Cable out there. That's the cable carrier. Jamie says, hey, everyone, I felt a thousand times better today now that Nagy and Pace have both departed Chicago. Disappointing season, but now we as Bears fans can finally move on. Remember the Jeep YJRP? Yes, of course I remember it. Uh, he says, get on Cobra Kai season four. Bo Levi is badass. Haven't gotten that? around to Cobra Kai season four yet, but I will. Finished up the assassination of Johnny Versace uh, over the weekend. Still enjoying the Tom Brady. Enjoying the Tom Brady, uh, what do they call it? The man in the arena documentary. So that's been good. Moose, any last thoughts before we let you out? Uh, and bring you back for hour two? No, it's it's great. I actually, we finished up Yellowstone late last week. And great movie on Netflix to watch, The Protégé. Watch that on Saturday night, The Protégé. Um, really, really good show. Val Kilmer's in it. I love Val Kilmer. Is he still alive? As far as I know, on Saturday he was. Must be. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, no, I just haven't seen him forever. And listen, it comes in threes. Betty White, John Madden, Dan Reeves. Now we got Bob Saget. Yeah. You just never know. You just never know. Um, what are they? I'm missing something here in the comment section. Can Jordan Ewart is watching on YouTube? He says, I think it's hilarious when Rod talks NFL and the CFL guys here get butthurt. Um, we, it, do we need to go down that road? We would talk CFL if there was CFL to talk. There ain't. That's right. So we talk about what's what's hot and what's popping. And we talk about what people are talking about. 
Okay, Moose, we'll let you go because we're going to move in uh, Jeff Reinbold. Toodles. See you next hour. Okay. Um, Jen, the general in Calgary writes in and says, Moose's hair deserves honorable mentions today. Oh, man, you should have seen him in the morning meeting today. I was like, come on, Darren, fix your hair somewhat. Be presentable. I know it's just a staff Zoom. It's like Dolly Parton. Costs a lot to look this cheap. Mm, they're telling me that Valve Kilmer's had some health concerns. That's not good. I was not aware of that. When we come back, Jeff Reinbold will join us. And uh, there's a guy that could meld CFL and NFL. He's joining us to talk National Football League, by the way. One of the fine Sky Sports NFL analysts out of Europe, Jeff Reinbold. But if you got CFL questions, he'll uh, take those as well. You're watching the RP Show. It's episode number 670 coming to you from beautiful and sunny South Florida on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It is a brand new week. It's the RP Show. Producer Clark telling me that uh, Jeff Reinbold is not yet ready to go. So I hope from a timing perspective, we get him by at least the end of hour one, or we're going to have to move on. <clears throat> but I think we can handle it right. You and I, or maybe we bring the moose back. Either way, we're going to jump into a sports update right now. And I see, by the way, the viewers have rallied and chimed in with some CFL news that we'll get to in a moment. Some fake news, some actual news. But from uh, the sports ticker, Daniel Carlson kicked a 47-yard field goal as time expired in overtime, and the Las Vegas Raiders defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 35-32 in the final game of the NFL regular season. In the first ever Week 18, the Raiders earned their first NFL playoff berth since 2016. Las Vegas survived the Chargers' late comeback to win its fourth straight game and get into the postseason. The result eliminated the Chargers and sent the Pittsburgh Steelers to the postseason. And that's the thing. Jeff Reinbold offered to come on and be our NFL analyst through these NFL playoffs. So I don't know where he is. I think he's in Europe. So right now that would put him four or five hours ahead of us. Should be supper time over there. So whatever. 5.35 p.m. in London, Clark. Well, he's out for supper, Clark. That's the deal. It's good. And in hour two, Kim Coates will be with us. Um, from Australia today, where gosh knows what time it is. Novak Djokovic returned to the tennis court today for training, having won a legal battle to stay in Australia to play in the Australian Open after his exemption from strict coronavirus vaccine rules was questioned. But the government is still threatening to cancel his visa and deport him. The unvaccinated tennis star was released after being confined to an immigration hotel for four nights, a drama that has gripped many in Australia and beyond. But for now, Djokovic is out and he's on the tennis court today. Story's not over yet, however. 
A major Chinese city near Beijing has placed its 14 million residents on partial lockdown. This after 41 children and adults tested positive for COVID-19 in Tianjin, including at least two with the Omicron variant. China has stepped up its zero-tolerance antivirus strategy in the run-up to the Winter Olympics, which opened February 4th in Beijing. What a spit show that is. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Um, okay, let me just check what they're saying. Because I can sit here and go back and forth with you viewers all like for two hours if we want. I'm just going to answer the one thing I and then maybe take a break gives us more time with Jeff Reinbold because we're running out of it right now. Mandy in Edmonton writes in and she says, what did Willie Jefferson say to ruffle the riders' feathers? And I don't think it was anything to do with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders per se. It was rider fans. And if you go to 3downnation.com right now, this is Canada's number one source for CFL news. You'll see the whole article there. And the article was something along the lines of Willie Jefferson appreciative of Winnipeg after getting bum rush in Saskatchewan. And I particularly enjoyed this story throughout the weekend. And since we're sitting here shooting the fat in a rain delay waiting for Jeff Reinbold, I'll go down this road. Willie basically said he likes being in Winnipeg because the Bomber fans respect his space and time and family time. Whereas in Saskatchewan, and specifically Regina, the fans have no respect for your personal space and privacy. The results being predictable. I didn't spend all of the weekend surfing through social media to see what people were saying about it, but I, but I did spend some. And Willie is completely not wrong. And I guess it's the difference between whether you're a private person or you're a public person. I think some people like that. As a matter of fact, I know a lot of people who like that. And there's a lot of people that hate that. We're going to sit here for five, six minutes in this segment and talk about, just let's just talk about specifically Ryder fans because that's what the story is, invading your privacy. There's one player, uh, his initials are Matt Dominguez, who was taking a leak at a Boston pizza and had somebody come up and push a pen and paper in front of him and ask for his autograph. He's like, really? So the second that I read this story from Willie, A, my love and affection for Willie Jefferson's well-documented. Guy can say whatever he wants, get with me. But he didn't like it. And, you know, when he signed in uh, Winnipeg, and let's be honest, I think it was for more money. It wasn't because he was tired of signing autographs, but he enjoyed that little piece of privacy that he got in Winnipeg that he doesn't get in Regina. But I knew fans would be upset. And some of the things that were done and said to and about Willie are unconscious. And so anyways, people were lobbing all kinds of things at Willie Jefferson. Really rude things over the weekend because he said, I get no privacy whatsoever in Regina from Ryder fans. It's nice in Winnipeg that I do. And these fans are just tearing Willie apart. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe stop for the first time in your life and look at yourself. Because they're saying, oh, if you don't like people asking for your autograph, just wait, Willie, because they won't. That's not it. Check yourself. Because you know what you're doing? Scaring 
your stars away. And we got Jeff Reinbold, so we're going to take a time out and come back. But anyways, that's my story on that. We can revisit it next hour because it's one of my favorite topics. You're watching the RP Show, daytime sports talk coming at you from South Florida on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including Florida. YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. And that's your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It's been an interesting day. I'm enjoying the comments from the viewers here, and uh, it's been insane. Last week, one week ago today, we had Jeff Reinbold from Hawaii, like he was next door. And today he's in uh, Europe, and I guess we're having connection issues. So I guess God's telling me we need to spend more time on this CFL topic which is Willie Jefferson versus the Riders. And now he's here. Now he's here. Can I just say this? Oof, what a tap dance in here. Today. The poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who wins the national championship tonight, Alabama or Georgia? Clearly, I voted Georgia. Or, uh, <laughs> Alabama is a Crimson Tide fan. 57% of you saying the Crimson Tide will win this football game tonight, their ninth victory in a row. They tell, listen, I got to pause these comments, Taco Time viewer takeover. They're all wonderful, but we'll push them into next hour. Let's bring in the coach now. We're having coffee with the coach. He's gone from a morning appearance to supper time over there in Europe. How are you doing, coach? I'm doing great, Rod. Hey, what is this about me scaring away your stars? I've been, I've been accused of a lot of things, Rod, but never scaring away stars, man. What's going on? No, not you. The, did you see what Willie Jefferson said on Friday? He said, Ryder fans didn't respect his privacy and is a breath of fresh air going to Winnipeg where they don't bother him or they'll at least let him do his private thing before signing autographs. And it's got Ryder fans all upset. Can you imagine? Did you have Ticats fans uh, up in your face for autographs and stuff? What? You know, you've coached in all these markets. Rod, I'm going to go back to something my father taught me a long, long time ago. And, uh, you know, he was 30 years in professional baseball. And I heard him say this once to some young players. He said, remember, there's going to come a time when they don't ask anymore. And you better treat them that way. And I get what you're saying. Yes, there is a, there is a point where you need to respect a person's privacy. I'm all about that. But I also think it's real important that we all understand that it's they who buy the tickets, that pay our salaries, that do all that kind of thing. And, you know, as a passionate fan, you have, you don't have a right, but it's as a player and a, and a coach or anybody in the industry, you have to understand, you know, that you're very privileged to have the job that you have. And there is going to come a day when somebody else is going to sit in that chair or take that place on the field or, and, and, uh, they won't ask anymore. And, you know, if that's what you want, then that's okay. But just recognize what you're, when you, when you make those comments, what you're saying. Oh, oh my God, I could talk about this all day. And, and uh, maybe we will another time. But, I mean, you've never coached in Saskatchewan. You wouldn't be able, Jeff, to walk two inches <laughs> in that town. I'm telling you right now, you would You would get tired of it. You know what? I, it's, it's interesting you say that because I've got a number of friends who have, 
And I've asked them that question a number of times about what is, you know, for example, Tommy Condell or, you know, any of the guys that I know that have worked in Saskatchewan. And, you know, they said it is amazing experience because it's, I mean, they are football 24 seven. I think it's probably when I talk to guys, uh, Jeff Jagosinski, who uh, is a friend of mine who worked for the Packers and he's a Wisconsin guy. So he's a Wisconsin kid who grew up a Packer fan and then had worked for the Packers and Mike Sherman and won Super Bowls there. And he said the same thing. He said, when you go to the, when you go to the grocery store, your wife's going to be asked about, you know, the second quarterback or the third left guard or whatever. And he said, it is difficult to get away from it. And it can suffocate you at times. But, you know, both of those guys, you know, said the same thing. It is amazing. When it's good, it's amazing. And when it's bad, sometimes it can be tough. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, hey, just one more CFL question because we brought you on to talk NFL. And the, the viewers want to know the Alouettes thing. How that came about and why Montreal? What's your association to Kahari and how excited are you to get going in Montreal? Well, I'm excited to get going, Rod. And when I made the decision to not go back, when a, or excuse me, to Edmonton, I'm wow, listen to me. I'm, I'm going to get the whole Western Division in here before. <laughs> but when I made the decision to not go back to Hamilton, uh, you know, a couple of days later, the, the phone started to ring. And, you know, I was offered an opportunity to go to Edmonton. I was offered an opportunity, obviously, to go to Montreal. Um, there were some things down in the USFL and the XFL. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. But as I started to talk to Danny Machocha more and more, you know, I really liked what he had to say about, you know, the commitment to winning there, about what he's trying to get done, about, you know, Kahari. I don't know Kahari other than by reputation and just the little bits I've been around him in the league. But in a, in a nine-team league, everybody kind of knows everybody. And I've been impressed with him as a person. Uh, I, I, I like the way his football team, you know, is drawn to him. I think he's got leader. Yeah, obviously, you don't play quarterback in that league for as long as he did and not have, quarter, you know, not have leadership ability. Um, and, you know, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be a nice mix. Um, and, you know, as I do with all my decisions about anything professional, I put them in the hands of my agent and I give it to Paul Sheehy, who works for ProStar. He owns ProStar in Denver and he's got a number of NFL clients and CFL clients. And I just say, Paul, I want you to sort through this for me. And he came back to me four or five days later and said, Jeff, I really, I really think you got to take a hard look at Montreal. And that's, you know, when we made the decision to go that direction. Okay, coach, I've never done this, but can I ask you to stick through a four minute break and come back to the next segment with us? Would you mind? Dude, you're my guy. Even though you got a Buccaneer shirt on, you're still my guy. Well, when in Rome. So, hey, I appreciate it. So stick with me, if you don't mind, because I had a coach DM me this morning, a U.S. college coach, and he's like, what's Coach Reinbold got to say? And I said, tune in. And he said, best coordinator in the CFL, maybe in the game, special teams. And we haven't even picked your brain on football yet. So to please him and me Let's and our it. viewers. Yeah, we'll come right back right. with Coach Reinbold in hour two. So stick with us, everybody. Hour two brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company, of course. And I'll get to your lovely comments as well, because there are a million here. So stick around, everybody. You're watching the RP, RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. 
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.